Welcome to this episode of ClearedCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates, and our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello, thanks for tuning in to this episode of ClearedCast. I am Katie, Editorial Communications Manager with ClearanceJobs.com, and today I have Jillian Hamilton, aka Jilly Ham, with me. And today, instead of going through our usual cleared brief recap of what's been happening on the news site, we're actually going to focus solely on resumes. We're into a new year. It's 2021. So we wanted to launch your career by giving you some key resume advice. So Jill, thanks so much for joining me today for this episode. Hey, you're welcome. It's great to be here. Looking forward to chatting about resumes what to look for, so many different ways to talk about this. So absolutely. I feel like with resumes, it is a matter of opinion. But I thought that we could start by going over some of the top five templates on our resume database in the Clearance Jobs News site, according to our readers. So for last year, the top resume templates, we have, I think, 25 to 30. And you know, that list is constantly growing. But it was really interesting to see which resume templates were looked at more than others and sort of taking a look at what certification skills were sought after last year and, you know, what might be popular this year. So the first was intelligence analysis. That's obviously one of my favorites. Jill, were there any on the top five list that you thought were interesting? Well, I thought what was interesting about the Intel analyst resume that people were searching for that was for job searches in 2020. Intel was the top search. And that includes like looking into a variety of different fields with the word intelligence in it and comes out in a lot of ways. But it looks like there's a lot of interest in getting into that field. It's helpful really to have that sample resume template that you can load your information in and try to gear it towards that field. That really stood out to me. And I think the cybersecurity being number two was a no-brainer as well. It's been quite a year for cybersecurity. And it also goes along with number two for job searching, where cyber and IT was the second top search. So I lumped them together because it can play out in so many different ways with network, IT, that kind of thing. That was your number two for the resumes as well. So super interesting there. Yeah, well, and it totally makes sense because within the field of intelligence analysis, like you said, there are different subsets like SIGINT, HUMAN, all that. But every federal agency and, you know, a lot of contractors within this field, whether they're supporting different agencies, all of them have some sort of intelligence component and certainly some sort of cybersecurity or IT component. For sure. The third job search term that came up in the top 20 was Space Force, which also a lot of people in Intel might want to be looking into, especially with like satellite imagery and all the things that make up that field, as well as people in cyber and IT. So all those three things are so tightly woven together in many ways. It's helpful to have the resumes that support that. Sure. Yeah. And moving down our list at number three, we had our program manager resume sample. Obviously, program management, everyone needs a leader in every facet or every sect of the defense interest industry. And then we had administrative and logistics, which logistics provides support for every military branch. That's a heck of a lot of support. So I thought it was natural that administrative and logistics were fourth and fifth on that resume sample list. Right. No, it definitely makes sense. One of the things I saw too is that remote work popped up. So I was partially wondering if 
admin assistant or different jobs that you can do remotely, especially in this season, as that has been a major shift this year, if that's standing out to people as well. And I did see that people are searching for linguist work. A lot of different specific languages came up. So whether they there were searches for Arabic, Korea, Germany, Japan, Russia, as well as specifically Oconus and linguist. We also do have that resume out in our templates as well. So good thing to check out. Absolutely. Now really is the perfect time to start the job search. You know, we have seen in the last decade that the ball is in the candidate's court when it comes to navigating the hiring process, interacting with defense recruiters. Although a lot of candidates right now are passively job seeking, it makes recruiters jobs really, really hard. But now really is the perfect time because the ball is in your court. I mean, that's hard. Like you want the defense industry to stay stable, but it does. Uh, but it, like a shaky feeling year, it's, mm-hmm. it makes you want to kind of stay where you're at. But the, I think the thing is, too, is that might make you feel like you don't need to look at your resume. When you're when things feel the most stable, it's a great time to kind of just comb through and kind of reassess where you want to go with your career. And does your resume look like it's pointing you towards that that goal? It makes me remember especially for people who are going through a military transition, makes me remember one of our articles on 10 ways to boost your resume. They're unconventional ways. So Sarah Maples, one of our writers, wrote on that. And it was kind of an interesting take on looking at what your resume is in currently, where you want to go, and what are some gaps that you need to fill without maybe going out and getting like three different jobs to get those skill sets, different ways to get those skills to put them on your resume. I thought that was a helpful side gigs, <laughs> contests yeah. that you can enter, all those different things that sometimes we don't really think about that can add valuable experience on your resume. And like I said, resumes, it is there is difference in opinions. But one thing I do like to tell people is really don't sweat the page count. We don't, as a recruiter, you don't want to see a 10-page resume. That, that's kind of <laughs> overdoing it. But if you can't get your resume, I don't know who said the one or two-page limit. I don't know what figment of someone's imagination made that metric up. But don't sweat the page count. Get what's needed and important and necessary for you as you're looking at that job description or that position you want to apply for. Just make sure that that quality content is on your resume. Yeah, and I think it's it's a lot of what's visually appealing. If you need all the content you have and it's 10 pages, but you've got so much white space <laughs> you could, that could fill up a room, that's one thing to look at. That's where the, sometimes the templates are really helpful getting rid of all of that dead space that's all around it is really helpful. I had a, a friend who's a graphic designer help me with mine. So I gave her my stuff. I kind of created said visually what I was looking for and she delivered. And it's, <laughs> I mean, it makes, I feel like it makes me look way better just because it's so visually appealing to me, at least sure. I, I've liked it a lot. It just fills up all the different spaces in a creative and pleasing way. not And it doesn't feel jam-packed either. So I think that's from a visual perspective, don't jam in too much, but mm-hmm. watch the white space. But then from there, like you said, I think it's really about making sure what you're putting on there is saying something to a recruiter or a program manager, what you're going to deliver and what your skills, capabilities, certifications, all those things and how they're going to add value. 
I think a lot of times we have resumes that are filled with like words like assisted or helped or supported, which are just kind of like tasking. So there's a very big difference between tasking what you do on a monthly basis and actually achieving results. That's always a good thing to keep in mind on your resume, like not just action verbs, but what the result was. No, that's definitely true. Keeping metrics or, you know, those accomplishments, making them quantifiable, I do believe is very important. You know, you touched on uh, graphics. And so I feel like this is something that's up for debate amongst recruiters. I would say doing something that sets you apart from the crowd, like sprucing it up and doing some fluff in the defense industry or national security workplace, I think is really important. Some people Mm -hmm. might want the bland Times New Roman 11. I think national security is getting a little more fun than that. Putting a graphic on a resume, nothing unprofessional or complicated, but something that pops a little bit. If you are submitting a resume directly to a government customer contracting lead, obviously you want a simpler layout. But for any type of company applications, especially if you're applying to like a small or medium sized contractor, it can be aesthetically pleasing and a change from, again, that dreary Times New Roman font. Like you said, making sure formatting wise that things look good, but Making it a little more fun, I think, can certainly set you apart from the crowd. Like I said, if you're applying to smaller, medium-sized contractors that are sifting through those resumes. You made me think of Legally Blonde. She sprays <laughs> the pink, she resume. pink resume and sprays it with perfume. Like sure. I, no, I but mean... But, so I'm not advocating for that. But it does... Like There are ways to make yourself stand out. Like I think memorable is key. Like, sure. You don't want to fade into all the other pieces of paper on somebody's desk. Because I think people have argued back and forth about having a picture or not, because Mm -hmm. discrimination has been touted as one of the reasons to not do that. But then I'm kind of like in the world of online profiles, it's really not hard to look somebody up and to see what they look like. And so sometimes having that piece of paper that has an image on it that reminds them of your profile can also help jog somebody's memory because we are visual. You wrote about this a while ago with with something about ageism, but also like, I don't say look younger, but you know, like look younger or to not point out, like make it apparent so that somebody could discriminate against you, but still have an image or still have something on there. I think there's like animated um, little figures that you could put on there or different options that mm-hmm. can do that you don't take on as much risk of having that be a factor. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, that really just goes back to the resume length. Some recruiters will certainly pass over a daunting resume lengthwise, especially if it's difficult to read. You know, to mitigate that coupled with age discrimination still happens. So for example, you're applying to a role that requires 10 to 15 years of experience. So what you're going to do, you're going to list your experience that's relevant from 2000 to present. That still Mm -hmm. puts you five years over the minimum experience. It allows you to meet that requirement in your application, but it also avoids one, overwhelming the recruiter when they glance at your resume, prevents age discrimination, again, which unfortunately still happens. Again, with age discrimination, avoiding listing any graduation dates. That's not necessary, except for certifications in the last few years that may need renewals or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think those are helpful because basically, I think once you get past that initial screening and you can make those actual connections with people, then you kind of over that initial 
barrier in that you might feel like you have. You want to assume the best in people, but I think setting yourself up for more success is a better option, I think, than just hoping for the best, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's good to like delete stuff that you don't need to. I find that hard to do, actually. I think sometimes it feels really personal, all the different experiences that you walk through. And they, I feel like they add a little, like a different look and of all all the different sides that you have to offer. So sometimes you have to involve somebody else in the process to help you be a little bit more ruthless to get the different weeds out of your, mm-hmm. <laughs> your resume that just aren't adding any value. I don't know if you've ever had somebody look over yours for you. Yeah, no, I, I definitely have. I, I mean, that's a great point that, you know, you've been looking at this document for it's changed, it's evolved, Mm -hmm. but it's a document that you've been looking at. And you know, your own experience, but you've been looking at this document for however long you've been working. So there is an important, you know, thing to be said about involving other people. And it really is a psychology when it comes to putting out applications and going through the interview process or the hiring process. Like recruiting, it's a dance. I mean, from the candidate side, it is as, as well. So Involving other people just to get other opinions, I think, is is a great point, Jill. Yeah, I have somebody that is a former coworker. We've worked together for a number of years, and he's always my go-to person whenever I'm considering any change-up or switch, or even if it's just time for me to update it. But he kind of, he's able to take what what job I've been going for and then look at my resume through those eyes. <laughs> And say, why do you have this on here? Why do you have this on here? This doesn't tell me anything. (laughs) So you kind of need that voice of reason to not just check for grammatical errors or does a sentence make sense, but to really hone in on the fact that your resume might not be answering the job that you want to apply for. Well, which is why some people have a lot of resumes. (laughs) No, that's true. I I mean, and it does take time, but as a candidate, when you're looking at a job description, or looking at a position that you might be interested in, you really need to work through those requirements for the job you're applying to. Make sure your resume reflects those and then redact what, like you said, is not saying anything or is not supporting that your application to that specific position. Because I would say, unless you're constantly applying to the same position at the same company, which nobody's going to do, you (laughs) will definitely need to tweak your resume somewhat for each position, do that research and make sure that your packaged application, including a cover letter, which I still think has holds a lot of weight in today's job Mm -hmm. seeking environment, make sure it reflects your goals and the position that you're applying to. Yeah. I think especially with the field of program management, so that's the field that I've worked in previously, I didn't come from a specific niche field. Like I was not ever a software engineer that worked my way into being a program manager. With the capabilities to manage multiple programs, different contracts call for different needs within their program management line. So there are some things that they might specifically need, but so I would have to adjust my resume to meet all those different skill sets. So it's a little bit different, I think, for somebody who might have a very specific line of work. Like if you are working in, you know, network administration, you're pretty much going to have 
maybe one to three resumes and only like you can make your different tweaks depending upon who you're like what company you're applying to. And of course, your cover letter then changes to be able to tell a little bit more of a personal story for that employer. But when you're in a little bit of a broader field of work, like I've been in all my life, with like sure. writing or uh, program management, it just depending upon overall career goals or where I want to go, I have to make sure that resume is tailored for that a little bit more. And that takes a little bit more work than if I was in the same field with just a few different employers. Well, and you know, Jill, you are a testament to people. You can pivot your career. It's It may be difficult, but it's not impossible. And, you know, before getting any job, you need to have a strong resume. And, you know, that's sort of the, the very first impression that you're giving a recruiter or a company. And I, I think it speaks to you being able to pivot careers or, you know, so many other people who have where a lot of people think it's impossible. I mean, honestly, it was a lot of networking and and different mentors along the way who don't let you get in your head thinking, my resume just doesn't fit what everybody else has. Because, you know, life does happen and it, it does mean you sometimes have to adjust and pivot. It doesn't mean that my resume will never, I think at this point in my life, it finally makes sense. Sure. <laughs> like it, it looks like I was leading up to this point. But it's like, you know, in my 20s, I just kept going and just kept, you just keep going to the next thing and keep trying to gain the skills and look for different ways to get different experiences. I think everybody kind of comes at it from in, in different ways, comes at it like that, too. You just don't know it when you're in the middle of it. You know, when you're in the middle of a transition period, it seems like you're never going to hit like a different stable goal. But you will. You just kind of have to keep building towards that um, and then tweak the resume afterwards to make it like keep pointing in the right direction. That's very true, Jill. Well, so th there is one last point that I did want to make in terms of resumes. And again, I think this is something that might be up for debate. People can send me hate mail afterwards if they'd like. But <laughs> in terms of matching key keywords, there is a lot of chatter about matching keywords or you know, the robot applicant tracking system isn't going to let you through. So matching these keywords will allow you to pass through applicant tracking systems that really focus on keywords, but those are used mostly by a lot of the larger companies or contractors that have an influx of applications, one, and that have mm -hmm. the money to spend on an applicant tracking system that utilizes this type of artificial intelligence. But the caveat is that, you know, it is my opinion, but only large contractors can really invest in those th this type of software. When it comes to matching keywords, if you're applying to a contractor that's maybe smaller, mid, you know, 50 employees all the way to up to 300, they may not have an ETS of that caliber. So matching keywords just to match keywords that, mm -hmm. you know, a human sifting through those resumes is going to think you're completely bogus. Um, so when it comes to keywords... Just think about who you're applying to. Don't tailor your resume to match keywords where it doesn't make sense. So relate experience, relating that experience from your past and maybe explaining these things in a cover letter. That's where I think cover letters still hold weight to why you might be the best fit. I, I, again, just thinking that the audience that you're applying to, I think, is really important. So, you know, those are my closing thoughts. Jilly, do you have any from your editing, teaching you know, background, any closing thoughts on resumes for our listeners today? I think you bring up a great point with the keywords, actually. I think it is, there is a little bit of 
maybe looking for places on your resume where you can include them, where it's not like you just tried to like find and replace, (laughs) you know, randomly throughout your resume. I think that will make you look like a fake to the actual, like when somebody actually picks, you might make it through the tracking system, but once an actual human looks at it, it's going to get pushed aside just because it doesn't, it doesn't resonate. I think that you bring up a really great point with resonating with the person that's going to look at your resume. And some of that might just look like when you're looking at the job description and you say the different keywords in there and whatever makes you think I could do that job. I actually think that resonates with who I am. Then when you're updating your resume, finding a way to make sure that that's reflected in it. So it might even mean looking for a way to work in artfully those keywords into like a summary section, like maybe a summary of qualifications or like a overview of yourself. And then the rest of it doesn't look like you've just copy pasted in keywords in random locations. Because I think you bring up a good point. Like you do want to make it through the systems. And there are like, you know, if you're applying for a federal job, of course, you have to have the keywords and you're putting it more like the application in and you don't really get to recreate the the version of you that you want, (laughs) want the visual. So I think it's it's good to have that that balance of trying to get some in where you can, but really making sure that your resume speaks to who you are and what resonated with you for that job. And I think that's going to resonate on the other side if you're the right fit. Absolutely. Well, that is the resume advice from the editorial team at news.clearancejobs.com. I always love a good resume meme. So if you have any, send us one at editor at clearancejobs.com, by the way. Uh, But that's all we have time for today. Uh, Be sure to follow us, click that subscribe button, and you won't want to miss our next episode when we chat with the ladies at WWC global podcast. So this is a defense contractor that has been working remotely since their start in 2004. So you won't want to miss that one. As always, if you have any thoughts or questions about security clearances, career advice, or you want us to dive into a specific topic, send us a note at editor at clearancejobs.com. 